Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, I'm Adam Conn and welcome to Real Lives, a new podcast that explores and celebrates the passions, nuances and oddities of the lives of real people and real issues. I was particularly excited to start up this podcast as a way to give everyone and anyone a platform to have their story heard. My first guest is a very good friend of mine and an incredibly talented artist, Matt Barron. You can find him on Instagram at ngbarronart. He's definitely one to look out for in the future and in the coming years. So talented to look out for him. So thank you again for joining us and enjoy. <laughs> so Matt, mm. thank you for coming on. First thank you for episode. It's, <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here in my room, but on your account, it's great. <laughs> well, it's a we do that. <laughs> That's staying in. No, no, I'm keeping this now. We're just going to roll it off because this is what it is. This is what I said to you earlier about this podcast being a chance for just everyday regular people to make a fool of themselves. Mostly just to chat shit. No, um, (laughs) a chance for just to hear the point of view from everyday people. Like I said to you, we Mm. as 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 interesting it can be to listen to celebrities and journalists and people who've got these fascinating lives on these podcasts quite a lot of them don't see things the way we do and don't live the sort of lives that we do you know very true and especially in in this kind of lockdown yeah it, i you know you, you see some of these celebrities and i'm not i'm not gonna start throwing insults around or whatever because everyone is struggling but when you do see the other celebrity saying oh we're all in this together guys and they live in a mansion yeah, when they've got the floor space of a street and they're uh, complaining, mm. they're stuck inside. You think, well, really? <laughs> so, <clears throat> no, I'm on. I'm on the same level with you on that. So, how are you finding things at the moment so far? Up until yesterday, I was actually pretty good. You know, you you go through highs and lows, of course. Um, but I'm one of the lucky few who has a vocation that lends itself well to being inside because I can do my artwork. Um, I'm currently doing it from my bedroom in the corner. Um, I'll show you later. The, the easel is set up literally right next to me and um, and it doesn't take too much space. Um, and I can just do that all day for as long as I can 
um, and that actually takes up a lot of mental energy. So I'm not wasting my time worrying as much as some people I noticed. But what what happened yesterday? <laughs> well, yesterday, um, our glorious leader ah. decided to um, make a, a speech, and uh, I know we said we'd stay away to, to you know not get too close to the political side of things, but. Personally, I think he could have possibly done a better job. Um, I think that's the general consensus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that may just be my view um, for for my stance, but all the only proper information I gleaned from that was that we are now allowed to sit down on benches and we don't have to constantly move around. That's all I got from it. Um, really like the only valid thing everything is still confused so basically I'm in a bit of a tiff because part time work before lockdown consisted of half of my week painting as much as I could and trying to get my art work going the other half was working as a labourer as you well know and we don't know whether we're supposed to go back yet because he said that people like construction workers which is involves a lot of labour work can go back to work now if it's safe I, I I have to confess it was for me I I found it I found it a lot more relieving than most people did <laughs> because right. I, yeah I completely agree it was vague and you sat there thinking well, well you know what the bloody hell we're going to do now I think one of my favourite Favourite parts of it were, yeah, you know, you can all go outside and sit in parks, but uh, we're going to increase the fines for doing so. <laughs> yeah. But, um, as, as someone obviously works in the hospitality industry and is one of the industries most at risk of crumbling to the ground after this, mm. yeah, I, I've never had much hope for lasting out. But, you know, when he did say, we're taking these steps as they are, and at the very earliest, at the very earliest, we might start opening some hospitality places in July. I, I don't anticipate it will be as early as July, but it was just nice to hear someone say, mm, it might be around about this time. <laughs> I, you know, you end up sitting around just thinking, I, I have no idea where I'm going right now. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's nice to know that there is still a possibility and, and some kind of plan, even if it's still quite ad hoc by the looks of it, yeah. it's still a plan and there are stages involved that they've mapped out. So, yeah, it's a hazy map, but at least it's something. So I agree with you there. So obviously you've been doing a lot of your artwork to keep you going. And oh, yeah. I imagine that's, in general, quite a good outlet, that kind of creativity. And even more so... I can imagine it's probably helped you a lot during the lockdown. Definitely. Um, it's my main reason for getting up in the morning besides coffee uh, <laughs> is is doing the, the painting. And not- By the way, just for the record, for everyone listening, mm. um, there's two. I think there are sort of two different calibres of people on this podcast right now. From about two weeks ago, I had a chat with Matt. It was about 12 midday, and Matt was saying, oh, how you doing? I was like, oh, I've, I've just woken up. And Matt was like, oh, I'm on my tenth cup, no, eighth cup of coffee today already. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to you right now. I can't deal with it. 
that, that is one downside I will definitely agree on is that I have more access to coffee than I ever did when I was a labourer and that anyone working in construction or any kind of little work around people's houses knows you get offered tea and coffee you always say yes um, and you can never say no which means that by the end of the day you can have anything between 3 or 15 cups of coffee um, so depending how hospitable the host is yeah depending, yeah, depending on how nice they are especially if they bring biscuits I'm going to tell you now, those people out there, you know who you are, who bring you biscuits, bring your construction workers biscuits, you are saints. <laughs> you are, you really brighten up everybody's day. Even if they don't eat the biscuits, just to know that someone cares enough to put them there is just... Uh, a couple of rich teas goes a long way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, coffee is definitely has become a much bigger part of my <laughs> life than I ever thought it would. Um, and I'll make a big pot as soon as I get up in the morning um, do a bit of exercise if I can that helps a lot mentally um, just having that done in the morning for me well yeah I was talking so our friend Matt was talking to yesterday and I was asking how he was finding everything and he's generally been quite good He he's self-employed so he works from home a large portion of the day anyway mm. and he was saying funnily enough uh, a couple of days ago he was getting really down he got like really quite depressed so he forced himself literally dragged him out and forced himself to go for a walk and felt amazing afterwards that sums up how much exercise can affect you mm. lack of and good amount of can make the difference I think sometimes not with everyone but I think most people you know will depend on it a lot so I'm, I'm glad they kept the exercise in um, when they first put the lockdown on. I mean, that's it's almost a basic human right at that point, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, fresh air. Like, it does the world good. But, you know, if someone... I mean, like myself, I live in this tiny little one-bedroom flat in Chichester. Which, you know, it's, it's the best I can get in Chichester, let's face it, living on my own. Um, but I don't have a garden or anything. I, oh. I You know, I do have to go for a walk. And I know you don't have a garden either. You've just got that yeah. little dingy alleyway that leads to your front door yeah that's that's not good uh, that's not good space you get sunlight in there for about five minutes of the day and then it's gone so looks like a scene on CSI or something but yeah you know going outside it is it makes the world a difference but especially being like locked up all day it's it has a strange effect on people you know yeah well you can definitely t tell people about what happened with you in the first uh, first few weeks, <laughs> first you few like? days, I think it was genuinely, I think four days in, because I, I was still in the restaurant at the time after the lockdown had been officially announced, because we were having to like clean up and empty yeah. all the fridges, just make sure we weren't going to have a pest infestation by the time we get back. Yeah, I spent about four days in and then immediately shaved my head and my beard. Oh, um, that was the worst bit. You sent me a picture of you with a shaved head, and then a few days later, I got this photo from you with just, just a load of hair cool. on the floor. <laughs> the problem is, as well, is obviously I, I haven't actually taken a razor blade to my cheeks in, what, in my 20s at all. <laughs> and the razor blade was awful. But it reminds me of, um, I was listening to a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, called The, the High Low Show with. Um, Dolly Alderton and Pandora Sykes and they were talking about lockdown cliches 
And I think it was Pandora's asking Dolly if if she thought she was a cliche. And she was reading off this list, and I thought to myself, "Oh my god, <laughs> that, that's, it's almost me at this point." <laughs> like, I, I've, and I think now by starting a podcast, that's it. I've become a cliche. Well, I mean, anything. Yeah, no, yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. I was kind of <laughs> trying to comfort you there, but no, you're like, you, you did everything that you, you would put on that list. Um, well, but, I appreciate your support, Matthew, in well, this time of need. But you did it with <laughs> style, mate, because, you know, I don't think I know many guys who can shave off all of their hair and their beard and then turn on the camera and then here you are a few weeks later and it's all back. It's glorious. Well, unfortunately, we I won't be posting this video. I'll just be posting the audio. So uh, the okay. listeners will have to imagine this glorious mane around my cheeks. Listeners, just, it's just glorious. There's all this auburn hair just <laughs> gating from his head down to his cheeks and then collecting at his chin. It's just wonderful. That's the best way I can describe it. I do love you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have to say, like the other day, so Matt here has just started growing a beard. Like you've always mm. had, you've always had like something there, but you decided yeah. to grow it out. And mm. asking me for advice the other day, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I felt like I'd really made it in life there, being able oh, to I, impart I, wisdom. <laughs> oh, definitely. I have to admit, um, I went to Dave um, about the itchiness. Was de- de- listeners Dave our friend is um, a very beardy man and he and Adam here are the beardiest beard men I know it's the only way I can describe it and, uh, and they've both got wonderful glorious uh, I'd say gingerish beards um, by the way I haven't paid him to say this no 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 no, no, no not yet not yet you were um, and um, so that I myself have a very ginger beard so they were the first two I thought of when I was having all these issues with my beard because fellas I don't know if you've ever grown a beard first time but uh, yeah it's much harder there's a lot of work goes into it people don't realise I did not realise just the products the brushes the the grooming every day easily adds in about like 10 minutes to getting ready time Oh, definitely. Minimum. And then you've got to got shampoo and oil the damn thing. And the, the, yeah, I I just thought I'd just sit there and not shave and it would just appear, you know? Well, you look wonderful. What can I say? Oh. You look brilliant for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're so pulling much. off the sort of the, the Van Gogh kind of look with the gingerness <laughs> <laughs> of it and the, the hair. And... Oh, I, I just hope I keep the ears and it will be fine. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be that kind of artist. Well, speaking of which, what so what are you actually working on at the moment? Oh, well, I'll tell you. Um, I just finished a piece for my boss at work. Um, his kids. Uh, cutest little things, but halfway through the picture, they did look like those evil twins in the films. <laughs> um, Not selling you yourself know, well there, are you? You're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I felt terrible because they're so cute in real life. But they look great now. Um, and uh, I've recently started, you'll be happy about this, Adam. Um, it's not quite an homage, but I've taken a bit of inspiration from Fabian Perez. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm painting um, or 
one of our mutual friends. That, uh, yeah, she's a lovely girl. But she volunteered to model for me, which I was so happy about because I've been dying to paint more females because I have very little experience of it. So that's a nice challenge for me. I'm doing a series um, of, of female portraits, basically. Um, so how, she, how would you kind of describe your work then? So if we you look at Fabian Perez, uh, as you know, Matt is probably my favourite artist. Absolutely love his work. And... His, his 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 piece has come under the term neo emotionalism, which he actually turns out coined himself. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> coined his own niche for yeah, well, and, and that kind of subtext of work as well is called neo emotionalism. <laughs> apparently, like that, I think that's my problem with art is that I look at something and go, yeah, it looks good. No, it doesn't look good. Like that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I well you. I think I prefer that approach because at least you're being honest. People come out with all sorts of tripe and rubbish when they start to speaking too much about artwork. It's they, and they lose the actual point. So no, I, I think whether you being honest about the way you see something is the best way you can Very be. Well, <laughs> I'll take that. I have no idea what neo emotionalism means, but you kind of you say that and you look at his work and you can think, yeah, okay, I get it, yeah. The, these pieces that I'm working on, they're not that the style of pose that I asked Martha to go for was I summed it up in a few words, which was comfortable, natural for you, but as close to um, his kind of pose that he chooses for women as as you like or as you can. She did some wonderful pictures for for me to work on, and that captures the way he captures females quite well. Mm. Now, I think the reason I wanted to do that was because painting a female just standing there is kind of more like painting any human being standing there. There's no character to it, or very little, unless you got really into it. So I wanted females that... All the females in Fabian Perez, I think you might agree with me, they all have a lot of style and character to them and power. Power, um, yes. Uh, yeah. And they're powerful poses that he's got them in without being <laughs> I don't know you've probably seen the conservative power stance that kind mm. of cliche. they don't bother with that you know they embrace their femininity in a way that captures any eye um it's the way I can say it see I'm doing that arch now. <laughs> so that's lifestyle is it not oh yeah any listeners if you're if you're doing an art degree just if you can manage the waffle then you can justify anything you do I mean you've heard me talk about beer so I, I, yes. I I'll quite happily sit here and listen to anything you say about art out of the sheer punishment <laughs> I've sent sent you down whenever I've had a good beer and just hopped on about it <laughs> well luckily I think I like beer and you seem to like art so I think that's probably why we work <laughs> yin and yang yeah yeah <laughs> sweet little sentiment <laughs> yeah it's basically I wanted the poses I, I'm not, I haven't gone for his dramatic lighting um, because uh, I think I've done a lot of that in the past and I did a lot of um, drew a lot of exp um, I suppose inspiration from you know Caravaggio oh. he um, he's a painter wonderful painter but he they one of the sayings about Caravaggio is that he invented Hollywood lighting 
because the lighting is so dramatic that he uses. It's very, very dark shadows around some very, very well-lit people that can... I've just been reading this book about it. it. They reckon it could only have been done in stages and with very, very complex lighting. Just, just quickly, what um, book was that? I've got it with me. Oh, yeah. A History of Pictures. And I'd recommend it to you, actually, because it's not just artwork, but it's all manner of photography used over the years. And it's a wonderful book. Um, Martin Gayford and David Hockney, I believe. Perfect. Well, what we do, listeners, I'll link that in the description just so if anyone is interested showing you on the video. and let's face it there is a large number of us who still won't be returning to work yet so reading reading <laughs> i found has been a big big part oh, of the yeah. lockdown <laughs> what are you reading lately do you know what? this is going to sound ridiculous but i went back huge nostalgia burst and i read the harry potter series from the beginning and you know so i read the seven books in about eight days <laughs> whoa and ended up with like you know a book hangover i ended up yeah. with a huge book hangover afterwards because and again it was the the nostalgia of it as well because i think the last time i read them was about seven years ago and obviously i remember waiting for each one to come out and like my sister would queue up outside uh bookshops at midnight for the midnight launches she should and she'd get them for me but another but i've also started listening to audiobooks now which is something i never really did before and no. I, I mentioned her podcast earlier, but Dolly Alderton two years ago released a book called Everything I Know About Love. And it was her memoirs of kind of like growing up and mostly about her 20s. And it was, it, it's, it was almost like a love story, but between her and her best friend in a way. Aww. And so I, I got the audiobook of that and it was read by Dolly herself, which always adds a nice touch when the author is reading mm. her own work because then then you can really hear the emotion behind it and it yeah. was I, I loved it i absolutely loved it like i would recommend it to absolutely anyone and everyone but but any men listening you'll benefit from reading this book um it, it's insightful definitely insightful but you know you don't just have to be a woman to appreciate it you, it's just a human being in their 20s just kind of struggling with love, sexuality, identity, you know, career, all of this all wrapped up into, it was about eight hours of pure genius. Wow. I think that will resonate with a lot <laughs> of people. People are right. Yeah, absolutely. So just circling back a bit onto your work, mm. how, have you found it any, any more difficult? To motivate yourself, like as you would obviously work from home occasionally, anyway. Uh, in some ways, a little bit easier. There's a little bit less pressure, um, and the funny thing is, I usually work really well with pressure. I normally tell myself that if it wasn't for the last minute, I wouldn't get anything done. Kind of thing. I'm very much a last minute worker. Um, also, last minute to get out whenever we go out somewhere. Notoriously <clears throat> well, late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, i i think um making yourself get up in the morning is the first big battle for anyone i would say and uh, if you've got a good reason to get up that's the that that is such a big help um making yourself or making myself get changed into painting clothes set up all the stuff in my room and then get painting is a big 
uh, task any day, even when I was working uh, as a labourer part-time. And it was harder, actually, with a labourer part-time because I was so physically exhausted. Yeah. But now I'm not physically exhausted as much. I am just mentally drained a bit more because it's so regular how much I'm doing this painting. As I say, you know, I can, I can blast the music on, um, get in my own space, not worry about having to do things and go out places later on, you know? <laughs> not have to worry about going back. out. Do you know what? It was like, so, what was it, about three weeks ago on one of our group chats, yeah. someone suggested, oh, let's all have a video chat tomorrow night. <laughs> and you, you messaged me <laughs> saying, I really don't want to go to this. Are you going as well? Please, please go. So I, you know, <laughs> won't feel as awkward. And that was as close to normal life as I could have possibly imagined. <laughs> anytime someone messages us to go to the pub or go out somewhere, one of us will say to the other one, I don't really want to go. Please come with me. <laughs> yeah. That, it's a bit of a shame, but yeah, definitely. Um, is. I remember the first time I realised just how far it had gotten was I was walking home from uni. I was still in uni at this point. And there were these two young kids just out of school sitting there making out on a bench. And I remember thinking, I just want to yell at them, don't you have homework to do? What the hell are you doing still out here? It's going to be dark soon. Get back in the house. And all that kind of crap. I thought, wow. I'm already old. Well, like, um, Matt's 28, so any... <laughs> You're 29 now? When? Oh, man, yeah. I, I feel terrible. I'm such a bad friend. I'm so you sorry. Should do. You... The fact that I can't quite remember how old you are is not... is re- irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> you, you will... Younger than you, so I'm going to hold on to that. Yeah. You're what, 27? 26, now? nearly 27. But I think, I think that's why I like keeping you around, because I know you're older than me. Because so many of our really? friends are younger than us. <laughs> True, it's nice to have just someone older and than And their you hangovers know. don't last as long as ours. And They're just so young and sprightly, <laughs> they can just go the next day. I can't believe If it. anyone over the age of 30 <laughs> was listening to this, they've now stopped listening. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure Hello, these idiots. <laughs> yeah, we've lost a big viewing. I was actually... <laughs> embarrassed to say it a little bit but I was actually a bit hungover yesterday in fact what have you, what were you I, drinking have you ever sort of like started drinking something say you've had like a six pack of a certain beer or a bottle of wine so for me it was a bottle of wine and it, it just tastes really good so you accidentally go through a whole bottle in a very short space of time oh, and yeah. then thankfully you actually had a second bottle so you opened the second ball and started attacking that one as well. And so I woke up at about one in the afternoon and I, I was hungover for the first time in months. And I just thought, that's it. I need to, I need to start doing something with myself during this time. <laughs> is that, is that what prompted you to do the uh, podcast? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, this is an idea I've had for a while and it actually almost stems from a conversation me and you had just before lockdown uh, when we were talking about documentaries and I was saying I loved the idea of documentaries as as a concept because just being able to take a story from anywhere 
and spread it to the world you know that's kind of almost yeah. what has spurred this as well um, I was doing a bit of writing to keep myself busy and my sister had suggested after hearing reading some of it that I turned it into a podcast but we won't do that now it was uh, oh. I started writing my memoirs essentially <laughs> I was mentioning mm. that I was um, oh yeah they're, they're, they're yeah, terrible oh so bad <laughs> <laughs> diary oh, of a drunken I, bar manager I don't know it's because all the stories just ended up <laughs> me doing about silly things I've done while I was drunk mm. and then I started writing about a recent breakup and it got so intense oh and, oh no and, well I say recent you know it's several months ago now but and mm. I thought yeah I'm not gonna I'm not going to finish that because it's really put a downer on the rest of the stories. <laughs> so oh, look at this silly man. Oh, oh no, depression. <laughs> <laughs> That's how most of our nights go, isn't it? Actually, yeah. Isn't I think, um, I, I don't blame you for that one though. I mean, once you start writing about something like that, it's, it just comes out. Well, at, at the time it was, um, well, I actually messaged you in fact, and oh, that really pulled me into a dark space for about a week or so. But funny enough, I've been keeping a diary since being in lockdown. First time I've ever done it in my life. And it feels great. It feels great. Yeah, I'd, re- again, I'd recommend it to anyone. Like, Is that something you've ever done before? Or, um, Yeah, I, I used to do that when I was... Um, I called it... What did I call it? Something weird like journaling. Um, but yeah, I American would... Term, isn't it? Morning or evening for a good half an hour, just sit down and just... It was basically written vomit i would just splurge everything out onto a page or three pages for half an hour just writing straight didn't really it was just everything i was thinking of in that moment it feels so much better afterwards i wouldn't call that a diary but something similar and it it, what prompted that was my mental health and i still do it today um most mornings just to it's like a almost like a form of therapy in a way I guess then isn't it like yeah, yeah. you know especially if, if you if you feel yeah. like you don't have someone to talk to which is a big <clears throat> obviously a big part of having sort of some form of depression as I've had in the past you know we've discussed it ourselves mm-hmm. is, is that kind of feeling of dare I use the word isolation and loneliness you know <laughs> and, and that's and that's mm-hmm. a, a big concern of of mine I have to say is that I don't feel maybe I've been looking in the wrong places but I don't feel there's been enough focus or alarm or call to attention on the emotional and mental ramifications this can have this current time can have on a lot of people yeah I uh I've got a lot of sympathy for for people who are struggling with this one um, because it's not like they were fine and dandy beforehand either. It's just that this has probably made everything that much worse. Some people, it, w- it will have been they they were completely fine, and then now this could act as a catalyst or something. I mean, mm. okay, take take my take my mother for example, right? <clears throat> mm. uh, again, through like a, a large portion of my my life. Uh, she she struggled with depression, and and she's you know she's all good. She can 
functions fine and she's happy for the most part as most people are happy you know for the most part you're never going to be completely happy in life it's just a thing people have bad days she lives with her boyfriend she works in a gown so she's still going to work but she's been this has really hit her heart she's been like really really struck by this you know she's been getting really emotional about it obviously not being able to see me or my sister not being able to see our grandparents and yeah for, for someone who's like whose day-to-day life hasn't actually changed other than going to work and having to wear more ppe at work than she normally would have um yeah she, it's really her so it's 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 easy to happen to anyone yeah and you know for the love of god if anyone is feeling down about anything please don't bother up you know make sure you seek help and um, yeah definitely uh for, for myself i've got a couple of charities that i love to support actually I'll, I'll include those in the links as well um uh one in particular one called calm campaign against living miserably um is specifically aimed at uh depression and suicide in men and young men it is the biggest killer of young men so yeah i um i wish i could say i was surprised at that one but i think a lot of people know someone who's been either affected by it or been taken by it so indeed it's a, a bad one so please anyone listen make sure you seek help if you need it mm. or also it's keeping good, a diary just yeah. for anyone keep a diary really puts things into perspective and helps you clear your thoughts just in general i found i was a lot yes, more productive definitely yeah, yeah, yeah were you that's good that don't even know how i know it could be a placebo effect you know <laughs> i mean for me i find if i'm getting ready especially trying to do some work from home by the time i've kind of set up everything on my desk almost like you said you know it's hard enough getting ready by the time i've got got to my desk mm-hmm. set everything up I'm ready to take a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's part of the, one of the reasons I think I drink so many damn coffees is because I, I'll have a couple of coffees, you know, uh, with breakfast and then I'll set everything up. And by the time I've done all of that, I'm thinking, oh, I need a coffee. And um, I think I bribe myself a lot with coffee. <laughs> You know, so right, I'll, I'll do the rest of this bit and, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish this walk or I'll, I'll clean up that crap and then I'll have a coffee. It's a nice little treat for all to it. Yeah, yeah. And and people, if if ever you are struggling with motivation or, or willpower, I would recommend the the idea that it's okay to be treating yourself and it's okay to, to give yourself a break. But at the same time, you know, um, bribing yourself with whatever it is that you love is also a great way to get things done. I think, yeah, maybe just uh, anyone who might be listening, watch your consumption on caffeine because you'll probably end up in a bad way. And I'm actually speaking to you, Matt, more than I am to the listeners. Yeah, I've got that. But anyways, (laughs) thank you for coming on, Matt. Just quickly, I've said it in the intro, but where can we find your artwork? Or if anyone wants commission piece, where can they find you? Oh, good. Plugging my artwork. Good. Yes. Um, at the moment, I am taking commissions uh, and I am uh, happy to sell prints. If you want to find my artwork, uh, it is 
MG Baron Art, um, all one lowercase thing. Um, the Instagram. I I do most of my most of my stuff through Instagram. There is also uh, great places like Etsy and New Mondays. And if any craft people out there or creatives who want to sell their work, I would definitely recommend one or both of those to you. Um, I have them both, and I I'm sure Adam will definitely yep. link in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, Matt. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.